Hi, this is Ross Payton with another classic episode of After Hours from our Patreon archives. If you like this episode, consider backing RPPR on Patreon. For only $2 a month, you'll get years of After Hours episodes plus access to our Discord server. Uh, Every week, I'm streaming weird and obscure videos like my movie, Motorhome from Hell. Please join us. Uh, Also, my book, Zombies of the World, is now out in a new hardcover printing from Andrews McNeil. Uh, If you missed it the first time, now is your time to get an award-winning book about zombies. Uh, 20 different species, uh, their history, habits, and uh, a lot more. So, uh, I, anyways, enjoy this episode of After Hours, and uh, thanks for listening. This is Ross Payton with Roleplay Public Radio. This is RPPR After Hours, King Starter. We're going to be talking about uh, the future king. Uh, a, I, I can't, a, a full RPG and scenario uh, about heroes. And, of course, we're going to be talking about Kickstarter because Caleb is here uh, happy. And the, he, this, he just looks so the, joyful. He, no. Dude, the Red Market's Kickstarter he, he, has invigorated him. Uh, you, you don't have, like, dark bags under your eyes and we, a thousand-yard stare. No, you can see the flesh <laughs> hanging from his bones. We um, have updates on Ken Whitman. Uh, and uh, also, we could talk about the practicalities of other Kickstarters. Uh, we could do an unboxing of Horror on the Orient Express, which... Uh, an RPPR listener, Copernicus Crane uh, is his name, uh, I would uh, like sent to it tell, in to us. I would like to tell you that it at least broke four FedEx guys to get it here. It, is, it weighs, it's a box set that weighs over eight pounds yeah. for an RPG. It's an RPG campaign. Did Boffins die to bring us? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> one, the no one, U, U, one UPS guy, his shorts will be hung up uh, in honor. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but first off, Caleb, uh, I know... You, you, you're really. Before we get into the fantasy stuff, I mean, we should get into the near dystopian future because I mean that's Red Market saying. So <laughs> let's take a look at another depiction of the of near dystopian future. <laughs> so cyberspace. <laughs> <laughs> right. You decide this topic before I get here, and you're yeah. like, let's do Ken Whitman and yeah. scams on Kickstarter, <laughs> and then you're like, let's take him review cyberspace and explicitly compare it to his game. <laughs> I should walk out. <laughs> Come on, we're, we're being it because you. No, again, you, we love your you so review much. Man. Come of on. Death Valley Free Pe- Prison. People was a interviewed me for other podcasts, and they were nice to me, <laughs> and I did not know what to do. <laughs> Caleb, remind yourself what was the very first game that you played with us? Was the first thing that your voice was recorded uh, in? This? I should have known. Yeah. Okay, you should have so, known. <laughs> um, cyberspace is, of course, uh, the game which brought us the. Now infamous uh, Death Valley Free Prison from episode one. Uh, yeah, this is from uh, Crown Enterprises, who also did Role Master. Yeah, I know I nothing about this. It's super, me, super it's, 80s. Give me a primer. Pretty yeah. great. It's a cyberpunk type setting. That's all I know. We don't have the main game. I've oh. never read the main game. I've just gotten adventures and supplements for it. <laughs> does it exist? No. I don't know. That it probably enough. does. Noah uh, will probably find it for us. Okay. So from what I understand from Cyberskelter, it's a series of adventures. That was sent in by uh, Noah, one of our other listeners. Speaking of which. There's... Yeah. Uh, from what I can tell from the timeline, there's a long-scale war between Japan and the U.S. What? that takes place in the American suburbs. 
Oops. What? <laughs> Yakuza mercenary gains terrorize American residential districts. Wait, are we having like what? a Red Dawn scenario uh, with the Japanese? Yeah, it happens for a long time. What was time. that movie with Michael Keaton going to Japan and like, oh my god, we're scared of Japan taking uh, over Japan. It, it, it oh, goes um, from yeah. like 2069 to 2082. <laughs> What With the it? Japanese-American low-intensity war ends. The low-intensity <laughs> war? <laughs> yeah. So not many casualties? I mean, it's a really anticlimactic name. So, um, after having a character literally named Mandingo... <laughs> uh, this is in Death Valley Death Free Valley Prison. Free Prison yeah. oh when God. I saw Cyber Skelter <laughs> and... Uh, a, it's a, like Helter Skelter, but yeah, for the I'm future. like, oh, this is going to be terrifyingly racist. Oh. Uh, but it's uh. not. It's terrible in totally other ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty diverse. <laughs> and then just terrible in every other aspect. Uh, except for the... Uh, a mom of terrorists that have white slaves. Uh, what? But what? that's just what? at the very beginning. That's, yeah. Wait, what was this? <laughs> what was, what was that? Yeah. We'll get to it. All right, no, okay. don't worry about it. Oh. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> Cyber Skelter are four very loosely connected scenarios. Oh, they can link. Yes, uh, in a campaign. Ooh. Uh, Cooking with Fats, Berlin okay. Teardown. The Twitch and Isabella. So is cooking with fats about making bombs? Okay, uh, like, no, no. Isabella's about well, making okay, bombs. Okay, they're like the two first scenarios. Cooking with fats about white slavery. Well, get it uh, right. What? Well, okay, uh, sure, sure. I don't get this because like the two first names sound like really wrong cooking books, and the last I, two sound like really mediocre I, punk bands. I thought the first two sounded like uh, crappy jazz albums. Like, All right, so cooking with fats. Here's how every oh. single. Uh, Every single adventure starts, yeah. and you're supposed to read this aloud to the characters. Oh, not the players. All the characters and the players. So okay. the NPC should be so listening like, to So this is what the GM's doing for one person at the table at the beginning of every adventure. Yeah. Uh, oh. Tonight's the main event. You and your buds are going to see the kick cut cage boxing title fight. <laughs> It's going to be a hot one with Clyde Baxter from East and Apollo Logic from the West. <laughs> Arriving in the abandoned China Basin Warehouse, you recognize some operators from other gangs, and you hope they'll keep the truce tonight, at least until the fight's over. The rank odor of humans assaults your nostrils as you enter the warehouse and shove your way to your seat. <laughs> Sitting for just a few seconds, you reflexively leap to your feet as you hear the first few guitar riffs of the <laughs> Sprawl Anthem. Shaking your fist, you start screaming with rabid intensity. You catch a whiff of burning crystal meth as you think to yourself that Michael Ness is the closest person you'd ever identify as a founding father. Your eyes squint and water as Ness and the rest of social distortion bang out their 100-year-old anthem, Another State of Mind. So you literally you start the game by like being narrated to as a group as a single hive costage this. And apparently you're all told that you really love social distortion. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> or else. You just don't get the game. I, lo- I, I think we're missing part. Like, there are some gems in there. Like, the fighter names. Apollo, 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 Apollo Logic. Logic is the main NPC for oh, all four That scenarios. is a vaporwave oh artist if I have never he heard, ever heard a, one. He is an upper crust yeah. uh, corporate raised kid who never got along with things. So he becomes a <laughs> knife fighter. And by knife fighter, I mean he has knives grafted into his legs. arms, feet, chest, and all clothing, and they just go freak out in a cage. Apparently also runs like an elaborate and very wide 
investment chain of businesses. <laughs> I think we just um, call them anemic. At so this basically, point. Uh, they go and you're in the bathroom where the uh, electric boys, spelled with a Z, <laughs> Z? okay, oh, yeah, I knew yeah, it, yeah, I knew it, come in and tell you um, uh, you wanted a job. His eyes must have cost a fortune because he has mirror shades for eyes. Oh, Ooh, um, nice. yeah, we do. It worked. We finally got a job. Gabby Takshak wants Fats greased. Do you still want the job? And then, yeah. So Fats Goodsman is a uh, slave owner in the sprawl. Of course. uh, And Gabby wants him killed so that she can solidify her hold on her own game. Like you do. Uh, She offers you $4,000 to do the job. Uh, You only get it after you killed the guy, after his... In, he's insanely well guarded. Okay. Um, so you have no weapons at the start of adventure, and you have to rent all the weapons from Gabby Tokshock, the lady hiring you to do the job. So it's like the fucking company store. <laughs> it's like a goddamn coal mine is a scenario. Oh like you get your chits, and like it's, it's like you, a free to play uh, video game. Yeah, oh, yeah like it's just, not going to work. So, yeah. so uh, uh, all the bodyguards carry beepers, which. Gotta love that walkie talkie yes. anarcho. Yeah, you gotta love that anarcho uh, paleo for <laughs> future. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, so, Fats Gutsman. Now, is that like G O O T S or G U with a T Z? Guts. Okay, so Gutsman. Are you Gutsman. Are you uh, sure it's not Gutsman? I I think that's oh. what they're going for. But yeah. But, uh, okay, S- Cyber Skelter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. That's all, all the explanation I Let's, need. They're trying to get out Cap. They so, won't make sure Capcom doesn't sue them. Uh, Fats is guarded by a gang called the Sons of X. What is? Do they specify? What do you think their angle is? The Anybody want to guess the Sons of X? Algebra. Uh, Geometry. Radical Muslim jihadists? Anybody? What? No? What? No? <laughs> uh, you didn't think in a mosque? So they have a mosque yeah. that is equipped with... Uh, a 360-degree awareness surveillance suite attached to automated <laughs> missile lossers, and there's 40 of them, all with SMGs. Okay. And we're only getting 4,000 bucks? Hey, Caleb. Yeah, what, and you're getting 4,000 bucks. Hey, Caleb, I just, I'm curious. Well, not even 4,000 bucks. That's well, gross. Yeah, that's, Minus yeah. the rental fees. Oh, when was so, this published? So, uh, Fats is also guarded by a furry. <laughs> what? what? Named Slim. Uh Slim's head is pointed into a fin-shaped appendage, as is his chin. His human teeth have been removed, and the teeth of a small tiger shark have been grafted into their place. Are you sure Slim's you're a chicken eyes man? are literally tiger eyes, and they can see <laughs> extremely well in low light. <laughs> I like that they're not like gene-hacked. It's like literally tiger eyes. He just <laughs> stapled them to his face, <laughs> and it somehow worked. him in. <laughs> yep. Um... <laughs> Slim's, Slim now sees only in black and white, but he doesn't seem to mind. In addition, Slim also has a grafted prehensile howler monkey tail and the vocal what? pouch, giving him the fifth limb and vocal capabilities of a howler monkey. <laughs> okay, what? Because, Why would you need that? Because when you're a chimera freak, you really want to add that in. I, I like how they speak. He also that. has goldfish fins. They just got a flap there. You know, but no. What? Uh, I mean, like... <laughs> Out of all the fins you could get, goldfish... He doesn't. Would... He doesn't. I made that up. Yeah, okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> My favorite part is if how we just made shit up, real. could you tell what was in exactly. the book and yeah. what I just made up? I, we were all I just like, wait, he does? <laughs> yeah. uh, Slim's God. grafted tiger claws finish off the animal ensemble 
Uh, lately, Slim has taken to hanging out in the overhead eye beams that support the blockhouse roof and howling as loud as he can. He's <laughs> so what? sad. So Fats, Poor Slim. So Fats' bodyguard just is like a sad chimp at like a roadside zoo <laughs> that just screams in the slave house all day. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, guess how old Slim is? 24. 67 years old. Holy shit. 67 years young. He's like Danny DeVito's character in a cyberpunk version of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I got tiger eyes now. I don't know. Real yeah. freaky with it. Yeah. So the other, uh, the other. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick. I love how they specify that he can only see in black and white, as if that's some sort of angle you're supposed to use on him. Like, why did they even? We placed a bomb there with that? red and green wires. He's fucked. Yes. He can't disarm it. He doesn't yeah. know which wires. I was to... thinking like some sort of negotiating angle. Oh, you no, show no, him that... a pretty picture, and you're like, "Isn't that beautiful?" No, that's, that's and then he just breaks into tears. Actually, yeah. no. This is, wow. a, this is a good plot point. You can send all your messages in the colorblind text, so he can never read anything. <laughs> Oh my wow. god. Uh so the last the last part of Fats's team yeah. is Doc. Uh Doc is Futzman's uh oh Futzman's not Gootsman. Futzman, oh, sorry. Futzman. Uh, <laughs> that's not even better. She is middle aged but looks like a pouting seventeen year old girl. You know what? Uh <laughs> alarm bells are already going right? off here. Yeah. It's cyberpunk. Forget Melissa it, Arbuckle cyberpunk. Winston, Doc's real name, is an officiato of both medicine. And sexually inspired pain. Okay. And it goes it on is. from there. Yeah. So, there it is. So what Drop the other Cyber Skelter, they fainted with the <laughs> terrible racism. <laughs> and then they hit me with a big left of just terrible misogyny. Uh, and that's a theme that goes through the rest of this book. Um, so I think my favorite thing I've ever read in a scenario ever is uh, what I like to call a moral bomb. Uh, <laughs> what? And I like to think that I like to think of the horrible time of gaming that I missed, in which this is something that would actually work and needs to be written out in the scenario. So the only way past uh, ISIS, which is basically guarding (laughs) this big white guy for some reason, um, is uh, going through the sewers. Uh, And the sewers are run by Gunner. Uh, and Gunner's children. G-U-N-N-A-R? Yes. So Gunner's children are basically, you know, like, Artful Dodger, like right. street waves. Um, so here's how that starts. Once the characters descend into the sewers, they will start seeing glimpses of small feral children sneaking about watching them. <laughs> These are Gunner's children. When about one half of the trip is finished, the characters will suddenly come to a new section of unmapped pipe that utterly confuses them. While they are discussing the next plan of action, a small, filthy, naked girl will come up to the party timidly. Wait for it. Wait for it. If the characters kill this innocent child. What? What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. That's a crazy introductory clause. Why is that the first sentence? I know. Literally the first sentence. (laughs) They're assuming they're going to set her on fire the minute she steps in. It gets better. If the characters kill this innocent child, Gunner, who's watching from the shadows with a remote control mind detonator will trigger the mine resulting in an MK-10 blast that inflicts both impact and shrapnel criticals. What mine? The mine is directly below the character's feet. Goodbye party. It's an instant kill. And it's like... Thinks it's like a clever death trap. It's like, I gave you that irresistible three-year-old girl to murder. (laughs) 
I knew you couldn't keep your hands off the trigger. Oh. And then boom, game's over. Oh my god. I mean, to be fair, I think there are some people that would work on. Uh, yeah, that it would. So here's certain the thing. Parties, yeah. but shit in the 80s was so bad. You had to actually write something like that to keep those assholes from playing your game. But then, think of the logic in the setting. So Gunner's like, I love you very much, Ophelia. Now, I want you to go see if those men in the sewers will murder you. And then we'll blow them up so they won't be bad. But they don't know any of us are here. Why don't we just stay away? Ophelia, we talked about this. If you want to be part of the gang, you do this and you kill a family member. So go out and, like, it's just ridiculous. Uh, So, yeah, basically you just... Kill fats and um Wait, already? We go from the sewers to killing fats? It's it's a pretty simple scenario. You have to go in the sewer or you will die. So there's there is And then no, there's like... maybe a fight in the slave house. Uh so then it gets really racist. So the lady you're working <laughs> for even more so <laughs> racist and sexist, don't get me wrong. Great. Okay, um, wonderful. So Gabby Toxock, the leader of the gang you're killing fats for, is not doing it for like revenge or like I don't want people to be enslaved right. or she anything wants to noble. Be the slaver. Uh, she wants to run her gang, uh, and that's her only way to solidify her leadership because she doesn't really like working very hard. Right. So uh, everyone's thinking, like, maybe she's just really bad at her job. And it, the game is very clear that she is really bad at her job. Really? Uh, so, but so she just wants to lazy her way to the top do they specify? using sex and manipulation. Okay. To the point where it says, additionally, if the characters seem to vacillate around the idea of killing fats... Gabby will attempt to sexually exploit the group's leader, confusing him or her, and then get them to agree to the job. Oh, so apparently in wow. the grim cyberpunk future, your characters have as much uh, sexual acumen as the players do. Because <laughs> a woman showing interest of them confuses and f- makes them afraid. And then they just roll over and expose their throat. Hey, Caleb, are we not sure that this might be a cleverly written uh, satire piece about the grognards of the time. I, I don't. No. I think you're giving him way too much. So uh, Arnold or Fats Futzman, yeah. uh, guess what his oh, job was before man. he got into slavery? Uh, Salary man, weapon smuggler. You're close. Take you're care. Pretty close. Ooh, I'm close. Okay. Which real world company did he work for? Halliburton, Microsoft, Hershey, Time Warner. <laughs> <laughs> He was a Time Warner talent scout turned slave driver. You know, that sounds right. That's yeah. Right. That's right. That's like just one understep for Comcast. So yep. you're doing... God. Uh, Slim was rescued by uh, Fats and why he's so loyal to him. Because he got arrested for murdering a McDonald's employee. It doesn't say why. It's just very clear he murdered guy a McDonald's employee. Yeah. And they're just like, black all slavery, all that stuff's cool. But you touch someone at McDonald's, <laughs> death sentence. Um, Does this assume there are like hypercorps in the future? Oh, yeah. That's okay, all so there the is. The McDonald's hypercorp yeah. probably has a strangle. No, but, but it's the not like thing. an executive. You have taken employee, from the M collective. It's just a guy at McDonald's. <laughs> oh! They're very clear. Just it's just dude. like McDonald's. Nine nuggets instead of ten. Throat slit, like <laughs> with his prehensile tail. Yeah, or his howler monkey vocal cord. Yeah. Or his scream him to death. <laughs> scream him to death. Um, Sir, if you want to complain, go back to the back. So they go on to all, all the NPC. Li- the details are great. Yeah, um, I'm sure. That's one way. So of apparently, it. Doc became a crazy dominatrix nightmare 
tor- murderer. She just basically they she they let her stay around because she'll do like surgeries and do all the wet wear implants. But then in exchange, she's just paid in being able to torture people to death sexually. Uh, and they say that, and so it says the reason is this is like um, after graduating from the Boston College Medical School, Miss <laughs> Winston started working with bioptics research teams. At this time, when Doc was becoming truly sexually active, parenthesis. A mind lock had been placed on her earlier. A what? She showed a truly twisted interest in sadomasochism. I looked this up. So what apparently Doc's parents did is they basically installed a purity ring in her mind. (laughs) And then when the hardware gave out, she just went nuts. (laughs) Um, And then my favorite part is if the party seems to be a brutal and powerful one, Doc will attempt to permanently stay with the group. Essentially switching sides. She can be your sidekick for the rest of the campaign. <laughs> your crazy Boston medical trained dominatrix Mingala. It could be like a pet in your side, right next to your side. So is this a spinoff to Bones? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I really want to see a campaign where the players. Yeah, the, are just the like, latest scenes of Bones got dark. <laughs> where the players get her and are just like, man, please just go away. Please, please <laughs> just, just go I'm away. I'm so sorry we let you come along. Yeah. So, we're so tired. We're so I don't know. No, the, and remember that we're talking about cyberspace players who are apparently so fucking horrific that uh, the sight of a three year old child is enough to induce. Them to murder. <laughs> They're like, it might be a, it might be an eighty year old man and a cyborg child body. We better kill it just to be sure. You <laughs> oh know. my god! Uh, so being... and then, uh, in addition to maps, in which they give you street maps of everything, as if I'm trying to find the a, like a swarma, <laughs> not like invade this one warehouse. Uh, they give you extensive node maps. What are nodes? Oh yeah, along with oh. how many bits of memory each piece of data goes. So like. Like gold in your bag in, like, first edition D&D, your computer has an encumbrance rating. What? <laughs> Which oh, you well, have I mean, to keep track hard of. Hard drive space, or, I guess. I guess, but, like, how is that fun? Like, so, okay. What is the fun part of doing, like, All right. that? Here's like, what I think. Um... If this is a, this is probably like Shadowrun, which is a cyberpunk RPG I am actually familiar with, and they had in a lot of early di- er, in editions, basically the hacker character had a separate dungeon crawl mini game where he would <laughs> hack through multiple nodes in a computer system in order to do the thing that he wanted done in the real right. world. And so, like, they're doing so, like, oh, the they G- did that, yeah. yeah. So the GM would be like, "All right, here's your thing," and then it takes forty minutes or whatever for it. And everyone else is like, "Well, we can't. We're not the hackers. We can't do shit. We get to stand around to do nothing." Yeah. So obviously, that's a great design space to be in. Oh, uh, of course, <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you murder a human trafficker, right? And so when you're in Berlin, because this takes place in Berlin, no, it does not. Uh, you start off in the American sprawl, then you end up in Berlin in the next one because, like, you just get around with your <laughs> human trafficker murdering debt. Because apparently, wait, wait, you said at the beginning that you read off that one, uh, that one intro. Oh, thing. there's a new one. It's <laughs> even better. No. So in this new one, uh, you're taking your. Um, while sucking your fuzzy teeth, Monk fiddled with bass, your antique Ferrari, Bess your baby with an intercooled 32-valve Cerulean NASCAR engine linked with a Mercedes-Royce six-speed Autotrans. So apparently, you all collectively own this one Ferrari, and all of you, as a single person, super are going to be drugs? racing a maglev <laughs> while super hopped up on yep. drugs. <laughs> 
Wait, when did this turn into Death Race 2000? Uh, so you you do a shit ton of drugs and you try and outrace <laughs> a maglove train. All of you together of course, in the driver's seat, stacked up. Apparently, <laughs> um, I take that back. Then, it's wacky races now. So. Uh, the 101 had been abandoned years ago, but the last layer of neo asphalt. was still as good as new you never ripped by the corporate suburbs so fast in your life redwood city foster city san mateo burlingham belmont south san francisco and the edge of the sprawl at brisbane the final straightaway stretches from oyster point to, to the stick wait for it yeah so you haven't gone to berlin yet your stopwatch glued to the dash. In the Neo future, <laughs> you don't get a fucking dash clock. You do fuck up on drugs, yeah. man. You, you, like, <laughs> your, your antique Ferrari's so antique, they haven't invented dash clocks yet. <laughs> You've got to fucking install one with glue in your Neo asphalt future. So basically, you don't die all doing this collectively with no skill test. Yeah, I was going to say, why is there so much left of the book? Why isn't this the crash part yeah, and it just uh, ends? And then uh, Apollo Logic's like, I need you to go pick up a Patrick. Uh, uh, I need you to go pick up a package for me. Okay, I'm going to spoiler this for you. The package is a seed AI. Nice. It is literally okay. the end of mankind. <laughs> it's super illegal. So you graduate from murdering a human trafficker to, like, Starting stealing Skynet. Skynet. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, so, what does it wait, say? Well, okay. Who's that, guarding the AI this time? Which which that, real world awful group? And more importantly, <laughs> it does it specifically say to seed AI Skynet, or is that just you because you think I'll see AI? Uh, right. It's a super intelligent, super illegal, yeah. super dangerous seed AI. Does it direct quote. Direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Super illegal. I love how yeah. they specify. Uh, so the, you're taking. Uh, it's coming to Apollo Logic because you already sold it. It's being hunted by Trail, which is an organization dedicated to. Murdering AIs because <laughs> they could destroy us what, all. What does that stand for? Uh, I don't want to look it up. <laughs> oh, it's um, an acronym. I, I yeah, need, I need detail for the ones. No, come on, robot come on, brethren. Yeah, I think I think you. you the A and the I obviously stand yeah. for AI. If I see it, if I see it, yeah. I will let you know. Okay. Um. Okay. So you don't start off in Berlin. You start off doing web research. So basically, you find that in Zanzibar, there was a massive explosion that killed uh, Apollo Logic's last game. And there's this guy named Istvan Bodnar. <laughs> I love that name. That is a great name. Bodnar is a pretty good Istvan. name. Istvan Bodnar is hunting the people who have the AI that you need to pick it up from. So you need to kill him so as to get the seed AI. So... <laughs> I, so you start off with Gabby again because she has more information you need. Wait, if you betray, and if you don't you go, go to Gabby Takshak, the the sexually manipulative bad ganglinger who you helped before, <laughs> the scenario just dead ends. Yeah, I was gonna. So s- there's a Google check. If you fail, you just cannot go forward in the scenario at all. And then you have to go to this girl who's going to be really intently. Uh, unhelpful to you for no reason because you literally just saved her life uh, and probably had sex with her knowing this game. Uh, but she's just going to be really unhelpful. So she's at the... So this game insists you do the previous session the way it wanted you to do it. Yes. yes. Wow. This is like uh, so you meet her at level. the Bust a Nut Club. The, uh, wait. 
Actually, yes, the Busta Nut Club, which is a bisexual club in San Francisco. So, first off, how do you check that for entrance at the door? I don't know. Do you have like a guy bouncer and a girl no, no, bouncer, no. and Here's... you gotta like make out with both of them and meet it? <laughs> and they don't let you in. It's like just gay. No, keep walking, buddy. Asexual, not having it. <laughs> They've probably got that marked on their driver's licenses in the neo future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. No, they check their mind lock. Uh, exactly. Oh. Yeah, it's like, oh, yep. Yeah. How right. much of a so uh, you walk in, first paragraph, standing directly in front of the characters. Gabby grabs the lead character by the crotch and asks if they're looking for something special. So again, holy shit, good job. Again, with that, I keep expecting the right a terrible racism, but that uppercut of just like soul crushing misogyny. It keep, I, I can't beat the one two combo. Uh, characters find it hard to believe that Gabby is really in charge of an entire sprawl gang because she's just a girl. Is that? Uh, uh, no, that's. Okay. She calls them all limp dicks. Uh, of course. As you do. I think the author was going through a really bad you have divorce. To, yeah, I think so. You have to threaten to kill her. The only way she will give you information is if you threaten to kill her for Holy not. Holy shit! A, so. Well, maybe the author just assumes that's how PCs are. Holy shit! Is she going like through a So Cheryl this is my Carol favorite choice issue? point in the whole campaign. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a single point failure. It's it hilarious. Okay. Um, so uh, you have to talk to one of Gabby's friends, Sabina. Sabina will then talk to the characters in German. Someone will need to speak the language. If you don't, you cannot continue. Whoa, 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 hold on for a second. Is so this at actually this point, you speak German or the game? Whoa, 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 no, actually, hold, on, hold on, Caleb. Is that that your character has the skill to play German, or somebody has to actually know somebody some amount of German? Will need to speak the language. Direct quote. And the tone so it's not even specified. So this can't not even make clear. <laughs> Either you actually speak German, or it's on your Do character sheet, a- or maybe both. Either way, it's a game ender. I can see. I can just picture it at a table in the past. The GM looks up from his papers and then starts saying shit in German. Yeah, just Nobody there. responds. He just gets up and leaves. <laughs> you will die. Is it this Klaus Kinski sit, as GM? Yeah, I'd just, sit there icking. So it fucked. goes into like all of the. There's like at least two pages of airport security about how you're <laughs> not about how you're not going to be able to get a fucking weapon on this plane. So <laughs> you, yeah, you get a bunch of weapons in San Francisco that they basically dare you to take, so then you can get <laughs> thrown in a German prison for. Five years or longer. They give you the jail terms you're going to get. And then they're like, if you can't, you're going to have to rent a bunch of weapons when you get there. And then they fucking start making you rent weapons again. It's the company store shit. Uh, So this is my favorite part. Um, From that point on, she details where all of the trail agents are and what their routine has been. This has been detailed in the following sections. Hopefully the characters will arrive in Berlin in the morning. If they do, they will be able to do a preemptive hit on Estevan Bodnar. Um, <laughs> if the characters arrive in Berlin after 2 p.m. for any reason, then they will miss the chance at a preemptive strike and must try to contact Sabina and use a diversion of some type instead. How the fuck would you know when they arrive? Like, I don't know. Like, there's no Isn't system it, for the, that. The, there's no quantifier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, you just arrive. like, decide when the fuck they arrive. But, like, giving an exact time is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, 
So, God, it's just so bad. Um, <laughs> oh, so the people that stole the AI, this is, it's also just lousy with furries in this oh, fucking okay, game. I see. Uh, Cabu stands why? for... Why? Why are there so many furries? I don't I'm know. curious. Okay, you forgot. This is probably the 80s, early 90s when this was written. Like, the furries did not have what they, you know, they had to take what they could get back. Okay, then, right. Know, there like, wasn't the furry revolution. Yeah, right. well, there wasn't the... the revolution. Inter- it, it was right. before deviant art. Yeah. so... Uh, yeah. The reformation? Oh. The reformation! Oh. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. Dark times. Yeah. <laughs> Today? There was a lot of really disgusting art on those 99 theses. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so they're all a member of CABU. Uh, CABU stands for Casablanca Underground. Ugh. All right, well. Uh, operating in a secret headquarters based in the sewers and unused master line, CABU is one of the leading producers of illegal worm tech programs. With a camaraderie level that borders on family lines, CABU has been able to operate for seven years without being discovered. Strangely enough, their leaders had escaped Russian military intelligence recombinant gorilla. Who goes by the name of Prometheus? Literal gorilla? Yes, just thrown in there. Strangely enough, uh, wait, like an actual mountain gorilla. Wait, yeah. wait, we have we actually have. Believe it or not, Coco is leading the resistance. <laughs> wait, he, a he is a, they put in gorilla grad in there. Military intelligence recombinant gorilla. Okay, uh, I don't who has know. had his brain, voice box, hands, and mouth structure reorganized genetically? So Winston from Overwatch. Yes, Winston oh my from God. Overwatch was a German terrorist group. <laughs> uh, he's he's basically the head of Biter Meinhof uh, at this point. Oh no! You know the backstory um, is a lot darker than Blizzard's letting on. <laughs> so Sabina, the girl you have to know German to talk to. <laughs> Is apparently an information broker and much better at Gabby's job on the other side of the pond than Gabby is. <laughs> and it's like very much like Sabina actually has her shit together. Uh, like it's just like Gabby's a fuck up. Well, oh, Gabby, uh, we all know how she is. But Sabina, she's like it's just like so catty. And then it gets to like uh, so you can buy information from Sabina. Ninety five percent of her information is accurate if it's about anything in Berlin. These are actual roles. Okay. So okay. 95% of her information is accurate about anything in Berlin. 75% of her information is accurate if it's about anything in Europe. 50% of her information is accurate if it's anything about the U.S. All information will only be of hubbub quality if it hubbub, conserves hubbub. anything outside of Berlin. Hubbub. Wait. What's the hubbub level? So okay, you, okay, yeah. Wait. 95, 75. Hubbub. 50. Hubbub. <laughs> what does that word even Wait, mean? Wait, I don't... <laughs> it's fucking baffling. <laughs> Wait, also... I, I'm like, I just feel like, isn't all of Europe outside yeah, of Berlin? I was just, just going to say, gonna... you've got 95 and then I would hubbub. not call 75% necessarily hubbub. <laughs> what? I'm also fairly clear, 50% America is also outside Berlin. I mean, you, you I'm think... not a geologist. You, you but... figured that really would go out saying like, okay, Australia, do you know much about that? No, she's living in Berlin. Okay. So, yeah. But, yeah. More maps, I see. So basically, uh, Estevan Bodnar, <laughs> uh, who really loves, really loves killing people that like have a, who have illegal AIs. Um, he uh, has two women soldiers, but the uh, the organization's misogynist. So even though they're more skilled with him, they're under his care. Oh, okay. yeah, it's the organization. Yeah, yeah, right. God. Uh, so basically, if you don't like ambush him and his uh two female bodyguards 
and the three uh, net runner guys they have in their hotel room basically murder them in their sleep. Uh, you are fucked. <laughs> like, fucked. He knows where the meeting's going to occur. He just plants a big-ass bomb underneath it and stands around waiting to blow it up whenever people show up. Then, if the bomb doesn't go off, he has one of his lady bodyguards with, like, a tripod mountain gas goss rifle shooting heap rounds <laughs> so you're just like on the fifth floor of a hotel so like if that doesn't go off she's just like poo, 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 poo. and then everyone is waiting to fry your brain out from the inside if you go on the internet at all uh so basically murder these people in their sleep for Holy their art for their ideological differences yeah. Are prepared to done get fucked up. This is the neo future. That's just how you roll in the neo future. So then yeah. you give you give this fucking seed AI to a mind you trust fun knife fighter. He's like, thanks. Walks away. You never know what's on it. Trust. It's just like no, and there's no way to reveal what's actually on the card. To the players. Sorry, so the players like don't a, even know it's a seed AI. No, it's yeah. just like a little secret for the GM. Yeah. <laughs> what? It never even comes up. No, no, <laughs> never. There's no actual way for you, for you to access that information. You can't. There, you can't make a check. You can't interface it with it. It's just like a microchip thing. You don't know how it works. You just give it to Trust Fund Knife Fighter, and he's like, thanks, and oh, you're done. Also, Trust Fund Knife Fighter was my high school scout band. <laughs> no, it's a good name. Or slash, uh, slash metal band. <laughs> so this one's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you come what, back. You mean the others weren't crazy? <laughs> you come back. Uh, so Trail is a governmental organization. So for doing this oh, yeah, at all, if in any way you're tra- you are a criminal shoot on site in the world network. So internationally, you are basically denied all human rights. Like everyone has the right what? to murder you on site. Uh, so you go back to hide out in this uh, hide out in this fucking sprawl uh, diner. Um, and then your friend, who we've never met before in this scenario, named Marco, uh, Marco Vaughn. You see him getting accosted by some Yakuza guys. And then you go up, and Marco's crying because the Yakuza guys are <laughs> accosting him. Marco's um, so, such a sensitive soul. So <laughs> he is. You, you try and figure out what Marco wants. So here's what happens. Marco Vaughn borrowed 1.2 million world dollars. <laughs> world, world dollars. And we, the, we were paid 4,000 mur- uh, world dollars to murder a dude, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's and a lot. 20,000 to end mankind. We're working for on the cheap, damn. So yeah. Marco Vaughn borrowed 1.2 million mur- world dollars from the Yakuza to finance one of his black market business schemes. Actually, a wetware manufacturing lab. So he's going to make a legal cyber tech. Whoa. Um, <laughs> there was only one problem. The Yak didn't want any competition in this area. They, too, manufacture black market wetware. So after Marco had turned his cash into material assets for the lab, what do you think the Yakuza did? Stole Blow up it? the lab? What? Blow up the lab? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> what kind of fucking business model is that? <laughs> Oh, Baka Gaijin wants to compete with us. Ah, yes. We should give him $1.2 million. Oh, he borrowed it from yes. them. Then, when he makes everything for us, we oh steal God. it. No, that would be dishonorable. <laughs> we blow it up. <laughs> and then we ask for $2.4 million. 
And the <laughs> boss, I don't think he has $2.4 million. We would essentially just be blowing up $1.2 million of our own money. Why... Why would you do commit seppuku in disgrace for questioning me? Blow it up! <laughs> so apparently Marco <laughs> borrowed money, like just telling the Yakuza, gonna make a legal wetware factory. You guys cool with that? They're like, yep. <laughs> he makes it. They're like, nope, fuck you. Blow it up. You owe us 2.4 million now, or we'll kill you. <laughs> I mean, now I get why Marcus is crying. Yakuza hilarious. family. Like, was it at least different clans or something? No, it's no. The it's like they knowingly knew he was going to do it. Like, he openly said, "I'm going to use your money for an illegal wetware factory. Are you okay with this investment?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, no, that sounds pretty good. Uh, direct competition with us. No, no, yeah, definitely do that." And then they blew it all up. Oh my god. Holy shit. So what do you do? Kill the Yakuza now? No, no. No. <laughs> That'd be too easy. <laughs> of course. So you have to uh, go seal this military uh, cyberware why? that's being transferred by this corporation. <laughs> what's the jump? Like, why is this? What's the next because step? That's because that's the only thing. Because he can sell <laughs> that. He can sell that for $20 million world dollars. And that's enough to pay the Yakuza back and you for doing. Why is he paying the Yakuza so back? I just want, I just want to like... So the, they don't kill I, him. I just want to do the progression they curve here. They obviously are mental uh, patients. $4,000. $20,000 to end mankind. $20 million. <laughs> to pay off the Yakuza. <laughs> to pay off the Yakuza. <laughs> So in order to do this, you have to break into their shipping manifest in which they give you an actual memo printout, which is your only indication. And, like, it's in a PS line on the memo. So, look, there's a brief, like, condemnation paragraph. And then all of those footnotes is the complete shipment training plan. Uh, so it's like a David Foster Wallace short story. <laughs> and we've got to figure out how this works. So Cyberpunk's on a cruise ship. Is that? It? I'm going to read all this shit because, like, this oh, is the no. third scenario. You're supposed to go to a next scenario after. You're supposed to survive this, <laughs> which just blows my mind. Uh, the up Jetstar helicopter statistics correspond to the light military jet helicopter in cyberspace rulebook. The armament they carry translates as a Mark 10 HE or APDUC burst capable cannon with a one kilometer range. The Hellfire missiles are equal to a Mark 25 heap round with a three kilometer range. If the pilots see anything fishy, they will immediately hide from the threat move laterally, and then execute two pop-up maneuvers. During the first pop-up, the helicopter crew will be surveying the threat, and during the second pop-up, executed from a different position, they will attack. There are three of them, glowing before radar, doing EMC complete targeting jamming, so you're at a negative 100 to hit them. What? <laughs> uh, so you can't do anything. There, uh, the ground troops, the... the <laughs> The van itself holding it has a 20-millimeter Gatling cannon along with complete batteries of Hellfire 4 missiles <laughs> and a convoy of APCs, each with shock troops in hoplite suits. Oh my God. Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Marco. You're fucked. Enjoy wait. That. Wait. Oh, there's more. There is more. 
if any of the helicopters are destroyed, then the mission will become troubled. <laughs> of course. As per part four of the appendices of v- VP Takuchi's memo to Matsumoto. Two minutes after such a time, two McDonnell Douglas F-124D multi-role stealth funders <laughs> armed with Mark 10 Apduck burst-capable cannon, four remotely-guided AGM Mark 30, eight kilometer range missiles, and four heat-seeking AAM Mark 20 10 kilometer range missiles will be scrambled. Invisible to all radar sensors, these fighters will screen in and paste everything but the convoy. So, <laughs> if these monsters get scrambled to make it to the heist area before the characters are gone, the characters are probably as good as dead. But how are you so, supposed yeah, to survive uh, how, any how, of that? Does the book say how you're supposed to do this? Wait! Yeah. I'm not done! <laughs> <laughs> if this isn't bad enough, UP also has a spy satellite visually blanketing the convoy route. It can track an enemy vehicle anywhere in the Western Hemisphere and act as a forward observer as long as it remains functioning. Are we sure the AI is wow. not already active by this point in the story and so hates us? So you're given three choices to do this. Three choices to die. Uh, you can do the inside job, which is basically... <laughs> I love this. <laughs> you find the the rubber maid, her yeah. name. Again, another dominatrix doctor. I'm noticing a trend. What? There's another one? Another one. Oh completely different it's from the first. not the same one with just like a fake mustache on or something? <laughs> the rubber maid like became a, a rubber dominatrix in the sprawl because she washed out of pilot school. So she does pilot wetware. And if you bribe her with enough money, she will install new wetware in all of the pilots and, and convoy drivers and then trigger it to poison and kill them. <laughs> So you basically plan a terrorist gas attack across an entire army division that just wipes them out to a man, stroll through the field of corpses to steal what you want, and then leave and get uh, murdered by a spy satellite. Um, The other one is... All while being wanted by the entire world. Yeah, all while your face is triggered by any camera in the Panopticon. To have anyone in the world pick up a gun and shoot you for a sizable bounty. Uh, So the other one is hack them. So you hack the satellite and then uh, blow up bombs on the helicopters. Oh, yeah, that makes Uh, sense. So a different terrorist attack. Yeah. And the last one is literally called Afghan Rebel Route, where you just (laughs) try and shoot them all before they get (laughs) you. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god With and it's like it could, and the game's like it could work and I'm like no it could not <laughs> it clear, they have orbital lasers on you like uh, wow. and so you steal that and then the last one is like the biggest anti-climax ever like Apollo Logis girlfriend gets kidnapped you go she's got like some bomb wetware in her you have to disarm it and that's literally the whole scenario it's what? just like you just took out America. <laughs> like, everyone in it. And to steal this shit. And now you have to go, like, do help assist dragon. in a surgery yeah. for this for this trust fund knife fighter's girlfriend. Well, it's double dragon. You have to get the girlfriend back. Yeah, I really didn't want to mention that. <laughs> yeah. So that wow. was a cyber sculptor. Holy wow. shit. Uh, I don't even know where to start unpacking that. Yeah. I, I don't want to touch it. Here, I'll look <laughs> at it. Yeah. Although, though, in the last one, it is pretty good. It starts off by Apollo Logic talking to you in a phone booth. Nice. Uh-huh. And he says, like, 
By the way, I can't the get new out. Hitler Youth. So there's a lot of swastikas in the last one. (laughs) The new Hitler youth have been hired to kill you because they know I'm hiring you to get my girlfriend back. And so then the character, and they they at least specify you're not all crammed in the same phone (laughs) booth. So this time the character turns around and there's three Hitler youth with SMGs drawn pointed at the video booth. What the fuck? So the character, it basically starts with whoever you gave the exposition to getting fucking Bonnie and Clyde hit <laughs> and murdered. And then, like, you just hope everyone else can finish the scenario. You know what this sounds like? This sounds like rather than a, rather than a session that should be played, it's like someone wrote a movie script and was just like, yeah, this is how the movie goes. Everybody be the actors in my movie. I would, I would love uh, for a movie to be made where it's like, Full production value, this layered cyberpunk <laughs> world, and then some lady speaks German, and everyone's like, "I, I don't know. Do you no know subtitles? No nothing. Does anybody have translate? No. I, I, I guess we should go home. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> okay, I, I just looked up the the uh, Isabella job. I love this part. It would be wise to have a killer character be the one who responds to uh, uh, Apollo's V call, V phone call. That way, he'll have some chance against the three <laughs> new Hitler youth thugs. Realistically, a net junkie character uh, would be dead meat in such a setup. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> everyone else is fine being gunned down by machine gun. <laughs> Look, okay, while on the phone. Well, like clearly God. he's a you know a killer cyborg full of more cyberware than man. Uh, you know how these cyberpunk RPGs are. I, I do, but like yeah. that's a fucked up way to start. It is a fucked up way. To have one All right, the exposition. Pro- All right yeah. you die now. Yep. Also, what happens if that character dies? And then- why did those Nazis suit Jimmy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we should probably leave. We're all wanted by the entire world government. And I Good point, Paul. Let's go. All right. And I, then I, scenario ends because no one got a phone call. Exactly. But I want to see the level of fun that they would have by putting them in a situation where you have a Jason Bourne level of infamy and none of the skills or equipment to back it up. Because <laughs> so, uh, you're some slumdog that murdered a human trafficker. And suddenly stole a chip that you have no and idea you're being what followed those. around by this creepy dominatrix everywhere you two, go. Two, two. Oh, yeah. Well, no, the other one just helps you okay. murder the army. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, the rubber I'm, maid does it for a job. But, but I'm imagining she's yeah. handing these out in a full latex suit, which is just even creepier to think uh, uh, just to for the copyright is 1991. Uh, God damn! Written by the guy named Adam Fairbarn. Uh, and special thanks to dedication to my wife, uh, Anaj. Uh, yeah, <laughs> to my wife. She doesn't really know what she's doing. Yeah. She sexually confuses me to get her way. <laughs> she made me put this in here by grabbing Wait, my college no, 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 no. elliptic. What? Then she put on her leather outfit. That's when it got real good. Yeah. What if this is, this is dedication the five pages long? <laughs> Dear Penthouse. (laughs) Never thought this would happen to me. Oh, and of course there's lots of maps, including one of uh, Bombay. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the last one takes place in Bombay. Yeah. Oh, Oh, okay. Of course. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... I don't want to touch it. (laughs) Don't give it to me. (laughs) All right, it's away from the table. I did highlight in it, so your resave value. Oh, yeah. Gone to shit on that. Uh, I'm sorry, no, you lost your We'll probably say... We'll probably uh, give it away to a lucky listener, maybe? (laughs) No. No, No. this is like Jumanji. (laughs) You'll get to see see my marginalia. Yeah. Like... What? Yeah. (laughs) 
Jeffrey. <laughs> and my other deep, deep notes. Uh, good times. Um, <laughs> holy shit, Cyber Skelter. Yeah, Cyber Space, What the fuck uh, is really the the title? We have an. O- I have oddly, an o- oddly enough, yeah. my mother is a uh, Russian military intelligence recombinant gorilla. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew. Was, was no, it, yeah, that's, was that? That's, ca- I mean, that's we saw the family photos. We didn't say I'm anything. Just start we matter of factly <laughs> dropping that into every conversation. <laughs> Little known fact: it's a Russian military intelligence recombinant gorilla. Uh, was the characterization of uh, recombinant gorilla, gorillas handled well in this scenario, in your opinion? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Strangely enough. Strangely Not enough. as deep as like the great verisimilitude of Yakuza yeah. financial policy. <laughs> or the super sad Howler Monkey Man yeah. that screams all the time. Uh, so, uh, so I, I told you-, you, blow it up! <laughs> I, like I didn't stutter! I like how the first assumption is to steal military-grade hardware instead of trying to cash in on the bounty on your own I I have to tell you, we we need to talk about economic theory. You're not the first one I've told. There is no honor in economic theory. (laughs) (laughs) I remember this is the one where... This is also the same setting in Death Valley Free Prison where they had a gang, the Japanese gang, which of course there was a Japanese gang, made their own katanas in a prison workshop. Oh, God. (laughs) Like Obaka Gaijin Shanks. Yeah. Uh, Folded over a thousand times. Um, With the greatest tin that we could find. I guess. I I don't know. Uh, No, they literally had a tin mine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they made katanas out of tin. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely how that works. <laughs> so, uh, on God, the that was a great opening act. So, uh, Kickstarter, uh, we're still doing that. Uh, you're still working at Red Markets, of course. Yes. And it's going fantastic. Uh, it's going fantastic. It is. Yeah, um, it's going fantastic. So, uh, we started talking about some of the other Kickstarters going on there. Uh, and maybe because of your expertise now in Kickstarter, uh, we could talk about the logistics and economics of this because... Uh, you just want to curse me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I'm gonna, actually, before we do that, yeah. we're going to pull up the current amount because this needs to be seen. The, right. the great yeah, let's failure. time stamp it. Yeah, let's time stamp it. So this yeah. is... Uh, At, uh, 7 o'clock Friday. <laughs> on Friday, June 3rd, 2016, yeah. the great failure that Caleb is no. has currently raised $43,577. away. $500 is yeah. one from another pledge. Yeah. We are getting near full color here. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, his expertise. Or as Ken Whitman would call it, yeah. running away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ken Whitman. Uh, AKA. That looks like some running away money to me. Uh, <laughs> the- I think I'm going to be Carlos Danger. <laughs> in my next life. Uh, he is Whit Whitman. Uh, so that was his new alias for a while. So, so Ken Whitman was, of course, a guy who did a bunch of Kickstarters uh, and just basically hasn't fulfilled any of them. Any, uh, any of he, them? Yeah, did like $200,000 worth of Kickstarters that he has not uh, fulfilled in full yet. Because he was or, the nice thing. Like, some he hasn't fulfilled at all. Like he, Some he's done partial, and some he's just, yeah, whatever. And this is Knights uh, of the Dinner Table. Okay. Well, Knights of the Dinner Table live-action series. Traveler, the live-action series, which is another, uh, it's an 80s sci-fi RPG where you can die during character creation. Right. Uh, <laughs> so we have to do that at some point. Uh, you speak German? Yeah. No? You're dead. Oh, sorry. You did. You don't speak space. It's over. Uh, Get out of my house. <laughs> I uh, regret never playing again. Take you. your shit and go. Uh, 
and uh, he did another one for pencil dice, which were like uh, pencils with like uh, a different number on each face, so you could roll the pencil and like. Oh, uh, okay, it, yeah. clever. Uh, no one ever got any uh, because <laughs> they, that was one he made. He had a lot of money on. I feel like you could do that with a sharpie. It's yeah, time. yeah like, you could um, something. So there's now a blog uh, <laughs> called Not Another Dime. Uh, and if you Google Ken Whitman, that is the first thing that comes up. And then their last update was like May 23rd. They are chronicling every single thing he does. They are watching him and trying, like, they're analyzing Kickstarter policy. Should we and, pull like, it up to see? Uh, it? You can just Google it right now. Yeah, well, just, we've talked about yeah, yeah. Ken before. I know. Yeah, yeah. Show, so. It's wit uh, now. It's wit. It's wit. 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 So they find, like, his company names that he's made, all the front companies he's made over the years. Uh, they're just digging up everything they can. So, does he I mean, still show his face publicly, or does he walk around I in a guess. ski mask? Apparently he was sponsoring a con in Kansas uh, Seems like a ba- BobCon, uh, <laughs> D20 Entertainment, which is his uh, latest company. That seems sponsored. like a uh, little bit of a warning sign there. Yeah. So uh, Look, basically what appears like it's happening to me, it's like... These guys realize that Kickstarter fraud policy is a joke compared to actual business fraud. (laughs) (laughs) And so they're just LARPing as lawyers, (laughs) bringing a case against a man who the American justice system just doesn't care about. Yeah. Okay. So that that's uh, th- this is about our public service. You just go to uh, just Google Ken Whitman's name, oh. find another not another dime, and you can find out all kinds of stuff about him uh, and I, his latest shenanigans. Well, I found something that I think or needs fraud. To be, yeah, oh, talking yes. about fraud. Yeah, with him, I just pulled up not another dime, and I think this is interesting to say they have a list of full pseudonyms for many of the <laughs> shell companies that he has created over the years. So uh, we'll try to get some years here, but question marks the abstract. 1989 to to whatever Wit Productions Inc. 92 to 98 Wit Publications Inc. 95 to 96 Imperium Games. 96 to 2001 Dynasty Productions Dynasty Presentations Inc. 97 to 98 Archangel Entertainment. Uh, 2003 to tw- 2015 Kent Whitman and Associates. 2004 <laughs> to whenever uh, MapsandThings.com. Maps and Things. Maps and Things. That's uh, literally he's, everything. He's really <laughs> running out of ideas. Everything is a map or a thing. He sounds like a. He sounds like a. <laughs> A PMC company during the Iraq War. It's like, <laughs> atrocity. Just rename ourselves. We're Green Shoe now. Green Shoe Solutions. Oh, oh no. Wiped out a village, boss. All right. Now we're going to be uh, Red Sleeve. Red oh. Sleeve Security. And, and it gets better. Uh, Apollo Logic. It, it gets better. It, it, or Apollo Logic. Apollo Logic. So it gets better. Uh, let's see. After maps and things, 2005, 2008, Rapid POD Printing, Inc., www.familyportablebible.com <laughs> uh, Rabbit wait, POD a wait, lot. wait, literal that... Bible salesman? Familyportablebible.com <laughs> Nice. So is that rapid print-on-demand printing? I no, guess. that was actually, that's something you can look up on RPG.net. A lot of people lost a lot of money in that because he was one of the, he's like, oh, I could do print-on-demand back in like the early 2000s when that was really unheard yeah, of. Uh, and before Lulu and CreateSpace and all this other stuff. So the legitimate there are a lot of people lost their shirts because of that. Oh, and no. they, yet... He, I, I didn't know about, I didn't know his name, and yet he was still like all these people in the RPG industry still trusted him. Apparently, he's very charismatic, and which is why he was able to bamboozle people <laughs> like Jolly Blackburn uh, into like, oh yeah, you can use Nice at the Dinner Table and do a web series and whatever. So, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, Ken, if you're listening to this, and I know you are, <laughs> you're a piece of shit. Uh, no, no, no. 
I have challenged you, sir. How meta can you make your company names? <laughs> well, I found the one. Bamboozler. Well, 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 take your can, money and run. Ken Whitman LLC. is a con artist. Dot com. Yeah. Well, the, the best one I found. Personally, no, he should take not another dime. LLC. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. the, his last one yeah, apparently buy, is buy the domain name of the blog chronicling your terrors <laughs> and turn it into a Ponzi scheme. Well, I, I, I'm never going to give you anything, but I also know. You're probably never going to come to justice. So at this point, I kind of just want to see where it goes. <laughs> I just want to see how this plays out. It's like, yeah, it's like the, I'm pissed, but I want to see where this goes. Uh, um, well, I, I didn't say the last two. The last one that was really okay. great. 2008 2011. It's just hotel with an asterisk mark. Asterisk mark. That's all it is. What does it specify? What the asterisk is for? No, it's it just does it. Hotel. It's just, <laughs> hotel asterisk. <laughs> Like right some, there. Like, there it is. 2008 to 2011. Hotel. Asterix. I kind of have respect that almost. Like, it's like kind of a big fuck you. Like. I hope like in some shady part of some shady city, there's just yeah. like a blinking red light. It's like Hotel Asterix. Yeah. It's like an unknown armies game. Oh my god. It's ruined. Oh. Yeah. No, it's definitely unknown armies. Welcome to... Hotel. <laughs> yeah. um, like, <laughs> employees air quoting. Yeah. as I say it. Ice with a question what mark. Is it? Would you like a room? Hotel. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but Kickstarters don't always fail because of deliberate fraud. Sometimes it's just... <laughs> Uh, because of bad, the, the sub, sub lacking project management skills or logistical things. So, I hate you so much for picking this out. <laughs> I hate you so well, much. No, Please back. I'm doing fine. Yeah. Everything's going it's really gonna, well. We're yeah. talking Please about Chaosium. We're not talking about you. Yeah. So, this is the easy thing. So, like, a listener sent in a horror on the Oregon Express that kickstarted. Oh. Oh. Uh, this is still not a great political move for yeah. me, Ross. <laughs> I don't know if I can lift Hitler, this. Yeah. Nixon, Chairman <laughs> Mao. These were all politicians. <laughs> anyway, I'm running for city council. <laughs> like, okay. It's not a great fucking pitch, Caleb, man. Caleb, I would vote for you if that was just all you said. Immediately. Well, then you would probably also vote for Trump. No. <laughs> but, wow. uh, no. Why? No. Uh, no, we're just like, again, it, it offered an incredible value for the backers. They they got more than their money's worth out of this book. Or box set. It's uh, uh, The Orient Express. Yeah, we got it. I got it from listener Copernicus Crane, who... Can I drop it on the table uh, from a short distance? I, 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 I'm not sure the table can hold up. Yeah, it's, oh. it's, it is eight pounds. Oh All right, God. here, quiet, quiet on the yeah. set. Quiet on the set. <laughs> <laughs> My cord was stuck too. Uh, so <laughs> that's horror on the Orient Express. Uh, so let's. <laughs> I want to read the little tagline for it: a luxury campaign spanning the European continent. So it makes it sound all nice, oh, and then wow. the picture is just a screaming train with an eyeball in its mouth and tentacles coming out. Well, of it. it's a Cthulhu campaign. That's what <laughs> is luxury. Why would they call it a luxury? Because you you die in luxury, and look at what you get in the box set. <laughs> because you need servants to carry it to your game group. Yeah. Servitors. Yes. You need servitors. <laughs> what the fuck is yeah. this? You need a fucking valet. Uh, yes, that is a matchbox uh, with toothpicks in it. Why? So exactly. So Caleb, as your ex- uh, expert in Kickstarter, what? do so, you think that adds value to a Kickstarter? You, am I going to get red marks? It depends on how much I have in my teeth at the moment <laughs> it is shipped. I suppose. Which I mean, if I'm being honest, could be a lot. Yeah. If you know, we use history, but no, I'd probably maybe 
Maybe. Cut production costs by not giving people pieces of wood <laughs> to eat. All right, fair enough. Let's see. Yeah, there are two little Manila envelopes. Yeah, let's see what we got. Un voyage inoubliable. I have yeah. no. I butchered that 100. So you yeah. sure did. But yeah. it's okay. We're American. Yes, that is free reign to say everything wrong. In fact, so ooh, this is a nice little sticker. So experience the horror and luxury aboard the Simplin Orient Express, a journey. So like there no are, other. yeah, there are. Those are luggage stickers. Uh, there are postcards. There are fake passports made up. Uh, I just want to say, for looking at this box, and we haven't even got into it yet, yeah. is giving me fucking anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Look how legit this is. I know how legit it is. It's beautiful. Different printing press than the flyer, which yeah. is a different printing press yes. than the other flyer, which is a different printing press than the manila envelope with the special symbol, which is a different printing press. <laughs> You've got four different printing presses in operation now before you print that glossy book and that matte book and this fake... Oh, God. God, like, don't forget the two. You're not doing that. That's it's what... just hemorrhaging money in front of me. <laughs> oh my God! It's a this was and that's before you figure out how do you even produce toothpicks? <laughs> hey, look, passports. Dear I think God. these were made at a different printing press. Yeah. Hey, for different nationalities. Hey, 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 take a look at this patch. Yeah, there's a patch. Uh, I think that was. Whoa, shit! That. Oh, now, great. Now we have sweatshop workers <laughs> <laughs> embroidering things. Yeah, I really like that. That's actually pretty awesome. It is. No, it, like I said, it offers an incredible value. And you said what everyone else did. And yeah. Then the company went out of business. <laughs> I'm saying this after the fact. Uh, we didn't have to so work the there's also uh, so there are six books, six soft cover books. Uh, in that box set uh, of varying lengths that covers the campaign. Uh, You're not going to run this shit, are you? I, I kind of want to, just to God, see. It. Ross, you can, yeah. it's, it's fucking six inches thick. <laughs> You're the kind of guy who runs masks, and you add everything you've ever read into it. <laughs> So, we would die before oh, cool. we finish. Yeah. Well, then we'd be like, all right, we got three sessions in. Good campaign. <laughs> three, yeah, uh, five it. out of seven. I, I don't even know. Not what? our characters. I mean, as Us. humans, <laughs> we would expire from old age. How many books? Because like, I saw this movie, new scenario yeah. into it. We're going to shoehorn this do in that. in the 1930s, There's, Italy. Th- okay, for Mass, there was a 600-page companion book written for this. There's no 600-page book for this. Yeah, because it comes in the face. Every book is needed. Yeah, so I would just run it straight. <laughs> Everyone's read math. So There's I, also a bunch of maths below the books. I'm curious. How does all of this shit function into play? You have, I don't like, know. deeds for houses. Well, you have passports and social security cards. You have, like... Grants and shit. What? Like, what, what do I do with this? Well, I, I'm assuming it's the, the one, handouts. One of the, the problems. Mystery, still, one of the problems. I, get I can't lot, hold all of it. One of the yeah, problems I, I get selling red things. markets yeah. is because, like, it's a big book. Like, it's yeah. got to be pushing on to 400 pages, if if a little under. Uh, and people are like, well, you know, reading RPGs hard. are moving down to simpler and quicker. And I'm like, yeah. well, it's a pretty simple mechanic. It's just like doing a lot for you. And I'm trying to sell this book. It's like, yeah, but people don't like big books. It's going to intimidate them away. And then I just want to throw this at them. <laughs> if I could physically do that without harming myself. It's like, yeah, nobody likes big books anymore. They like file fucking boxes of books. Like <laughs> This is true. Exactly. See? it's It should be reassured. Because you're not making their mistakes. You're not getting... The to- guys who broke Watergate had to read less than... <laughs> <laughs> the Pentagon Papers. Woodward and less. Bernstein did yeah. less research than you'd have to run one session of this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh... 
So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, that's the thing. It's, it's something I, I, I'm interested in. Uh, I want to – because, I mean, I would, I've heard good things about the campaign itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, I, I, I mean, I bet it's a pretty good scenario. Yeah, if you could dig through the fucking. I think a lot Shotsky's of it, to, a lot of the reading, <laughs> a lot of the stuff is sort of ancillary historical stuff. Because again, I think um, one of the things about Call of Cthulhu, in particular, there's two schools of uh, players. Uh, one are the people who are interested more in Lovecraftian stuff. And one and the other groups who are just like, oh, I like the twenties. They like history. Yeah, the history simulation. Yeah, the history simulationists. And I think there's Which, a lot of stuff in there, obviously catering to them. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so, um, yeah. Actually, to make my wife read the the side description of this. Uh, so. Well, we don't need to get into the okay. ad copy because this is an actual good campaign. We don't need to. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, holy shit, what were you thinking? Yeah, it's a good get, campaign that probably costs. Is there anything else at the bottom of the? There bottom? are maps. The maps, but I'm kind of terrified. There are. Uh, they have maps of oh, the entire God. train. Oh, we got it. Uh. So let's see. And of course of Europe. So we Holy have shit. more paper. Oh, we have oh all the boards. Oh yeah, there's also a cutout scroll uh, that you can do as a These are like Oh, there's also the simulacrum. Uh, there, <laughs> there's a uh, there's a statue that's part of the scenario. What the oh. fuck is that? Is that a golem thing? Yeah, I think that's, it is. That's yeah. probably the simulacrum. And apparently there's a better version of it in the works that I'm gonna put these they have down. Here. And to be clear, this oh, is God. an art every two pages oh, book. That's no, like, yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, and a lot like, of it is public it's domain not photos. Like heavy text, but like they yeah, the layout alone of this must have cost fifteen K. So like, like Yeah. So well, the, like again, they use a lot of public domain photos. So the simulacrum uh, is something you're trying to put together. Maps, like what? Yeah, it's just nuts. The what? So you're trying to put the simulacrum together, or um, what? I don't like, know the plot. I know it's integral to the plot, so <laughs> it's like the MacGuffin of the scenario. Of the Interesting. Campaign. And we have full train routes. No, on I mean, I would well. run it if you just ran it. Yeah, I would. It without I would. the tchotchkes. I okay. Like, you can't be trusted. You've not proven yourself to be trusted. <laughs> I ran a game of Nice Bike Agent without the Cthulhu Mythos. Hey Ross. Yeah. Ross. Boarding passes. Yeah, look, there's gold embossing gold on it, too. I know. It looks so legit. And look at these maps. They're like yeah, the entire train. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> and you know what? Dracula Dossier did this exact same thing, only it didn't cost four times the production value of the book to ship it to. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one book. Uh, not... That uh, so chaosium you you must have lost sanity before you, you beautiful before bastards you, but uh, to decide to do this this was not and to my lovely Kickstarter backers many yeah. of you understand this but for those of you who don't this is why you're gonna have to pay shipping after the Kickstarter <laughs> yeah. I know it sucks I know it's not ideal but I don't want to be in debtor's prison for the rest of my life <laughs> like the former owners of chaosium yeah. Uh, are working in a UPS factory deep underground <laughs> until I die to pay off the shipping cost. Uh, so yeah, no, it's 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 it, it is kind of a, a, an amazing thing, but like it's just like holy shit, what where is their common sense? Uh, and yeah, and that's the point. I'm trying to reassure you, Caleb. You're not making their mistakes. You're you're you're. Uh, I'll find completely different. <laughs> Bold new mistakes. Fair enough. Uh, well, we uh, we should then get to what I was going to review today. Uh, and this is something that was sent in by another listener, I believe, Lonnie uh, sent us in. Uh, and this is called The Future King by Tom uh, Moldova, Moldve. Uh, so, so does it identify the future king? It does. It's King Arthur. Okay. Uh, spoiler alert. Oh, the once uh, and future king. The once yeah, and future, future king. king so. And uh, this is a really... 
It's a full RPG system in its own. Uh, it's my favorite scenario. Is it a good one? It, 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 no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> it only uses 2d6. But um, the thing is, it's about six heroes who are brought from various points in history who are brought back into the past to resurrect or save King Arthur. Okay. Uh, and so here are four of Wait, the heroes. Do they speak German? Uh, uh, every made prop, yeah, what the Vikings, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, TPK. Harold Hurd. All right, or probably Nostradamus. All right, so four of them are on the cover. Uh, and Caleb already knows these, so you can you be last. But uh, let's get let's the first off. You, you can we? Do you want to read off anybody? Oh yes, yes. Uh, here is perhaps the most notable hero of our time. Yeah, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee is one of the heroes. All right. Uh, I'll need to take a look. Oh, sorry, I can't look through the head. On there, uh, well, yeah, Nostradamus, the, uh, yeah. the 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 great seer of <laughs> he saw he saw it all he saw, coming. He saw, he saw it, it all coming. coming. All right, that's two of them. <laughs> uh, then there's Doc Holliday because uh, I know when I think Bruce Lee, Nostradamus, Doc Holliday, <laughs> Doc right Holliday, there. right there, uh, and then Serrano de Bergiac, uh, who the fictional one, the fictional one, <laughs> not the real guy, <laughs> not the real guy, uh, who the was the fictional guy. So that's four of the six, but there are six heroes. Who do you think the other two heroes are? I- George Washington? Nope. No. So I know one of them, but I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> but, is, it is it Owen Glendower? It is Owen Glendower. Yeah. Prince? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's my favorite. Yes. Why didn't they put him on the cover? I too know about. I okay, love Owen the Welsh because they all know necromancy. So I I love the art for his portrait. Uh, he looks a lot like an old Marlon Brando, like Heart of Darkness, uh, you know, Apocalypse Now kind of. He just looks like an NPC yeah. in any random fantasy game. Don't you want to hear Marlon Brando speaking Welsh? Uh, and then the last guy... he's a necromancer, is... as all the Welsh are. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, yeah. the, uh, the last uh, hero is the dead. Harold Haradarada, uh, <laughs> who is a Viking. Uh, so, of course. Um, so the book is just a fucking hot train wreck. Uh, <laughs> it is one thing. There's literally no organization to it. <laughs> you say <laughs> that after we just reviewed yeah. a hot train wreck <laughs> okay. about train wrecks. I say this, but That's like that was in order, and that had an organizational structure that this lacks. Uh, <laughs> so it starts out with an introduction and the role of the game master. Because again, this is an entire role playing game, not just a scenario. Right. Uh, so and it's I, a, it's very I just clearly said really quick. Yeah. Do they specify the reason for the heroes they picked? No. Okay. They're just heroes. Okay. They're true right. heroes. Good. Okay. Who have no reason to when they're summoned through true time. True heroes. Such you ask. They were all picked by a Russian military intelligence competent gorilla. Oh. <laughs> Strangely enough. They're basically it says, okay, so overgrown. In the first scene, when they're all summoned to uh, this mysterious wind-swept uh, cliff and like uh, a Welsh bardic legend comes to them. Right. And like tells him, you must go save King Arthur. The game just basically says, "Well, you're all heroes, so you have no reason to not say no." They all sagely <laughs> nod at each other, yeah. expecting, okay, uh, and uh, they uh, all understand each other okay, magically. But, uh, well, of course, they're yeah. heroes. Well, yeah. if you look at everybody else, I, I'm sorry, I have to take it into perspective because Nostradamus. If you're taking his perception, yeah, I, he would hardly say, "Yeah, I saw this coming." Whatever, <laughs> Bruce Lee. I just want to assume would just if he's screaming it because of this, it would just be the what? So. 
Regardless. I'm not uh, sure how Doc and Bruce are going to get along. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention the Welsh king and the Viking. <laughs> <laughs> Who are not known to be, you know, friendly and lovey-dovey all. with each other. They're heroes. It's, yeah, come they're on, heroes. they're heroes. They're true or heroes. Maybe, or maybe Chosen they from all that. heroes throughout all of history. Raping, maybe, pillaging heroes. Maybe they foresaw it and cooked that character dynamic into the system. Yeah. Oh. It does. Really. Yeah. Now, one thing to keep in mind, is that all six heroes have to go on this quest. So if you have less than six players, <laughs> players have to take, like, if you have three players, everyone gets two heroes. So, uh, yeah, if you, I was running this, you would all Owen get two Glendower. heroes. Owen Called it. Yeah. All right, all right. Yes. And we'll, go, we'll, go, we'll go across. Everyone gets, well, we'll just do it one okay. at a time. Uh, so well, who's your, uh, or Frost, do you want to go next? Or you? Well, I'll, I, okay. I, I think we both want the same one, though. Sadly. Who do you want? I kind of want Bruce Lee. Yeah, you can pick Bruce Lee. Okay. Okay, Bruce Lee. Uh, Doc Holliday. Doc right. Holliday. All right, your second choice, Caleb? Uh, Harold Harun. <laughs> oh, so you're going to have interpersonal conflict yeah, with yeah. yourself. Yes. Uh, I want to have a deep fight with myself. Because I, I want to see the sitcom Bruce Lee and Nostradamus. <laughs> all right, so we have, uh, so you have Nostradamus, so you take Serenia. I guess you're an Bergerac. De Bergerac, all right. Um, so there's a one-page introduction uh, where they go and like, what is a role-playing game? And then there's a prologue where there's like a bit of box text for each hero. And <laughs> these range from... Uh, Bruce Lee's on the set of the movie, and he's not satisfied with his take, so he's like, we shall try again. And then, uh, let's see here. In the middle of a double punch exercise, he momentarily faltered. The world around him felt hazy, then he blacked out. Uh, and he that's died. how he died. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how that, he that's, died. That's what they say game. in the biography. Oh. Really? Oh. So uh, the summoning killed Bruce Lee. Damn. God damn it, King Arthur. Then uh, Harold's <laughs> in a storm and a lightning bolt. So this is him. why I got the shitty version of Game of Death? Yeah. Fuck you, King Arthur. <laughs> yeah. Not worth it. So, Nostradamus, what do you think happens to Nostradamus before he goes? Too much laudanum. No, he just. <laughs> I don't think laudanum. No was, such thing! Yeah, at that time period. Um, he was on something. What's yeah. Opiates. Yeah. Just in general. Raw opiates. <laughs> he, no, he was asleep and he was having a bad dream. <laughs> he just turned around and was like, oh, yeah. damn it. God damn it. Uh, Doc Holliday, uh, let's see here, was drinking uh, and gambling. Of course. Oh, cool. And yeah. then he passed out and he's like, wow. Whiskey never got the best of me, but good thing Doc Wyatt is or Wyatt's nearby because he'll make sure no one steals my stuff and gets me back to my own bed. You know, really, so he's like, yeah, is, I'm fine. Everybody else yeah. is passing out or yeah. Do you know, he die of consumption? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Does he have consumption when he gets summoned? Like, did you just really get like a fucking? <laughs> How great would it be if he was just like a lunger, just like full blown, <laughs> could barely walk, <laughs> coughing up blood, <laughs> being dragged. Along by the it's funny that they, that they each have like a half page biography and they mention the TB, but they don't really reflect it in his game stats. So, Nostradamus does Ooh. have a healing spell, so Ooh. you know, no, 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 this is how it's played. Yeah, Doc Holliday, like he gets those dramatic moments where he like coughs into his hand and then looks at yeah. it and there's blood. Yeah. And so, at the end of the scenario, he's the one to dramatically sacrifice himself <laughs> oh. to bring back. Oh. So, you have him doing his. Uh, Owen Glendower is holding court, and a courtier comes up to him. Oh, uh, a castle of your enemy uh, has been, you know, uh, taken over by one of your allies. And he's like, oh, good job. Here, have a gold ring. Question. <laughs> I shall raise their dead yeah. to join my undead Welsh army. Because <laughs> I have skills in necromancy. That's Wait, not uh, in that well, question. It's though. in yeah. the question. book. <laughs> well, the necromancy is. How are they understanding each other? It's magic. 
They're heroes. They're they're heroes. So they understand the, the language of heroes. They speak they, with their heart. They speak with their or heart. their fist in some cases. Uh, or they their just gun. can magically understand everybody. Uh-huh. So. I would actually like to shoot somebody and have them understand. Or them. they all speak Latin, depending on how you interpret the text of the book. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's see here. I think. Uh, then Serranios. I mean, kind like of... Bruce and Doc would be okay, aside yeah. from like the horrific racism. racism. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and then Serranio is like they in a could city... understand the slurs they shout yeah. at each other. Uh, Serranio is uh, in a city. He hears a cry for help in an alley, and he goes in there, and it's dark. And then he's just there. So, like that's easy. I'll help. He makes you. a wrong turn. He makes a wrong turn, and he's suddenly in uh, fucking medieval Welsh land. Uh, <laughs> So here's the thing. So it goes from that to prologue. What fictional operas are all you gentlemen from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> History? What's that? Um, Little is known about so then the book, based on. <laughs> the book doesn't then explain the rules. It doesn't explain the plot. It then it just goes into random encounters. Uh, so there are nine potential random encounters that you can roll for. Uh, and these random encounters range from... And what they all have Wait, the same you can one. roll for nine of them? There are nine total random encounters. So like every... How do you... Is there a... You roll so a like, nonagon? Like, what do you do? No, no, no. Like, what you do... Well, here's... A, you do the first six. And then once you get those all taken care of, then for the last three, you just, like, roll a D3. You know, one through two equals... So there's six what, what, what? preordained encounters <laughs> and three random encounters. Well, no. The this first... It's, like, two sets. The first, the first six, and then do the last three. So... But what? then the first six aren't random if you have to Well, do you don't know first... what order they're going to be in. But you're gonna... <laughs> so the... six non-linear encounters. <laughs> yeah, this is not setting up your roguelike like any better. Three encounters. Well, these which are you in... don't have to do. But these are random encounters because they take place in between the 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 actual adventure. So like, oh, you, they because the book will say like, oh, when you're at this location, roll for a random encounter on a one and a two. That means that you pick one of the random encounters. So these can happen at any point in the adventure. So. Uh, and they have the great mechanics because the first one is uh, a red dragon who just shows up, and then, up? and then yeah, well that's the thing. You roll a rand- you roll a reaction table. It's not bit like it will stop and talk. And uh, is that how the dragon reacts to seeing us? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, hey. yeah. It, basically, you roll two d six, and on a two through three, it just fights to the death. Fuck you. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, on a four to the five, it'll fight for one turn, then fly away. Uh, on a six through a ten, it'll be friendly and will not attack. And then eleven through twelve, it'll give them magic armor. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's random chance whether it dragon. hates you or it Dragons gives you free are gifts. Capricious. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, you can uh, get bonuses if you mention, like, oh, we're trying to save King Arthur. Or if you, were, if you treat it with respect, you get a, to a plus two to your role. What a dragon give a shit about King like, I don't know. King Arthur's knights are not good on dragon kind. <laughs> yeah. like, I think Vikings are good. <laughs> fucking let him die. I think Vikings also don't Racist have a very bastard. good history with dragons either. Uh, and then they've Bruce, your people are good with our kind. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the English. <laughs> wow. All they do is stab us. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the next random counter is Gualion, the Waylayer, a hideous old hag with incredible strength. And this Gualion? Is great. 
Yeah, they have a pronunciation. Warleon? Yeah, it's it's Welsh. It's all Welsh. Uh, so why is it all Welsh? Because it's based on King Arthur's myth. Uh, the whole scenario. So why is based... isn't Owen Glendower like? There's a page of description. All right, there's a fucking page of like why I chose the old Welsh version of King Arthur, okay. but I chose these pronunciations over other pronunciations. So okay. we'll get into that. <laughs> there's, oh, there's, good. Yeah, there's, good. There's not enough hours well, in the we'll, day, Ross. Question we'll... retracted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, we will not go over this whole adventure. We'll just get to the the game system. And that we'll stop after that. Uh, but like we, so the waylayer will just show up. She hides in a hole or a magical cave, and she'll just try and ambush one of the heroes and take them, and then her hole disappears. And so you just lose a fucking hero. Lose a hero, <laughs> and that's it. Like, <laughs> so, so we just turn around and we're like, "Oh, uh, yeah. all right, bye." Yeah, <laughs> and then we just keep going. Serranio's gone. That was know. weird. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess he didn't really exist anyway, so no big loss. Um, then there's Sinbad the sailor. Uh, he's the third random Is encounter. Sinbad's not like a good guy. No, he. Well, that's the thing. He he. Uh, Depends on the roll. If the right? heroes roll an 8 through a 12, <laughs> Sinbad will give them a magical dagger. Uh, if he roll any other action, he will just talk for a while and then leave. So. <laughs> so. Yep. <laughs> Man, the weather's been kind of crazy. Any of you all fictional? <laughs> I'm mostly fictional. Why? Yeah, fictional! Why, uh, why am I in the. <laughs> why am I in the Welsh Moors? I don't uh, understand this. Yeah, why is Sinbad there? <laughs> Why is anything anything? He's a traveler. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe Sinbad was summoned as a hero and was just like, nah, I don't Fuck feel off. like I'm it. not doing this. Yeah. Uh, the fourth one is Torch Torth, uh, the Torch Truth, a, which is a uh, what? boar. It's a giant boar. Say that all again? Uh, torch Truth. Yeah, I can't even begin to pronounce it. It means Torch Truth, uh, which, yeah. It's oh, it's like W's. T W R C H. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Consonants uh, all the way down. So, yeah, yeah, that's what you call a boar's torch truth, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, on fire, right? Yeah. Uh, if you, It'll attack on a 2 through a 7, and then it'll flee on an 8 through a 12. And it has poison bristles. And that's about it, you know? I like how you can make it through all these encounters by shit just yeah, running just, away. Yeah. I'm amazing. You're just like, that's weird. That's a flaming <laughs> boar. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> the is that a red dragon? Yeah, I guess not. Bye, dragon. <laughs> he, he breathed fire on us and he flew away. Oh, hey, Sinbad. Yeah. Hey. And then he leaves. <laughs> what are you doing there? Don't ask me questions. And then you save King Arthur. <laughs> uh, Don't talk to me or my son again. So it's just a bunch of dudes walking through the forest. <laughs> and, then, and then it's okay, I guess. Uh, well, the next one's even a little weirder. Uh, <laughs> Key Hadrath, uh, the disembodied, which is an invisible bodiless voice. Uh, if you roll a 2 through 6, bad luck. 8 through 12, good luck. Uh, re-roll any 7. So, what? It, uh, if, it gives you, if it says bad luck, it'll give, you, it'll give you a bad omen. Doom! I see doom ahead. Doom and destruction and danger. Most dire. You have a negative 1 luck modifier until the end of your next combat. Can Nostradamus just be like, no? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Stop biting my style, voice. God damn it. Yeah. I reject your reality and substitute my own. So Fuck wait, off. But if so, you g- now I'm going with Faust's interpretation of this. Dragon flies away, Boar runs away, Sinbit says hi, walks by you. Then you hear a voice for something you can't see, then that stops. Like at one point is Doc Holland's like, I'll do declare, gentlemen. Are you all tripping balls? <laughs> As I am? 
I do say I am rolling quite hard right now. <laughs> now this just might be the TV talk. It's all, it's all the moldy bread. Could just be the consumption. <laughs> but, but, oh, I got it. They ate all those mushrooms. My lungs made had. my vision clear. <laughs> so, Mr. Dobbs is like, seems normal to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, I do declare. Also, is your skin melting too, man? Oh, for me. Uh, but, I mean, he can just say, fortune, I see fortune ahead. Fortune in favor and fate most fair. And then you get a luck modifier. So that's that voice. Whatever that means. It's totally out of your control. You have no reaction. Just... So you get a plus one for things inexplicably running away from you. <laughs> I guess. I like how it's not, it doesn't show up, but it shows up and then runs away. Well, exactly, because you're seeing all these creatures going like, well, you're sent into a challenge with the heroes. They fly by going, fuck that. I like that it's based totally on a reaction role. That the players have little... Nothing. There's yeah, no agency no little to it. Over. There's yeah. no <laughs> they can get a bonus if they mention Arthur. It's like, hey, Arthur. It's like, a, like Arthur. getting into a nice club, you know. Like <laughs> we're friends with Arthur, yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. But where's the entities that want to keep Arthur asleep, though? Uh, well, I haven't gotten into the plot. All, All right. right. <laughs> so uh, the, then the sixth, sixth uh, of the random counters is ca- the Count of Saint Germain, uh, who's of just <laughs> of the immortal, who's several thousand years old. On a two through five, he will remain. He will be hostile and fight. On a, a nine through twelve. He will be Wait, friendly. Isn't he just like an old man? <laughs> uh, he appears to be in his forties. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we got uh, a roll. He takes, he takes more immortality. Well, yeah, he is. Uh, on a nine through twelve, he will be friendly and will give them a magic potion that can restore up to thirty six lost survival points. Uh, on At a six what through point eight, did we lose survival points? Well, those are your hit points, <laughs> okay? Because they have to be original. I'm just imagining uh, like the in setting camera, yeah, like when you come upon these characters waiting for the reaction roll at the table, like this guy, like powerful wizard, just like <laughs> like eyeballing the fuck out of you, and then it, like rolls, just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you, go, you guys want some potion? I got some extra. Yeah. Uh, on a go. six through eight, he good will, to meet you. Well, yeah. Well, on the six through eight, he will chat pleasantly with you <laughs> uh, for a few minutes and then go his own way. <laughs> he won't even give you anything. He'll just be like, "You didn't hey, guys, that red dragon. You see he sitting back around here. <laughs> I'm meeting him later. Owes me money." <laughs> What I got, what I love though, is because they specifically say he's immortal too. So if he's if he's hostile and you have to fight him, he just says uh, Saint Germain, being immortal, doesn't really have 100 survival points. The points reflect how much damage he will take before leaving. <laughs> so you just so you have an annoyance level. With yeah, it's like, oh fuck you, people. He can also turn invisible and has hypnosis power. Hypnosis power. Oh, so, you know, that's St. Germain. <laughs> so uh, that's an insta-gib if he decides to fight you. So, so the seventh, seventh random encounter is Lam Hagannon Erdor, the water leaper. What? Lam Hagannon Erdor. Okay. Yeah. I got that. The water leaper. It's from Welsh folklore. Yeah. It's Probably giant, drowns it people. It looks like a giant toad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> water leaper drowns people. Weird. <laughs> Uh, it's a big toad and it attacks you. Wait, let me guess. On a one through no, two, no, on <laughs> oh. a two through twelve, it attacks. Motherfucker attacks. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> frogs are assholes. But this is the seventh random encounter that we might not get. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has bloody saliva. Oh, and you suffer hallucinations if he bites you. So <laughs> I mean, we've already been uh, doing <laughs> so great. You take your trip balls on no it while change. he kills you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Then the eighth one is El Uldan, the Will of the what? Will of the Wisp. Uh, and let's see here. He will try and lead you away. 
uh, automatically. You know, it's just. Hey guys, look at this cool light. <laughs> uh, if you fail a check, he will. You will follow the will of the wisp to your death. So, oh shit! Yeah, uh, is there no but Nostradamus can use his true sight <laughs> and mind block. To do it, and uh, Owen Glendower gets a plus one on his luck roll because you know he's a necromancer <laughs> or something, uh, like all the Welsh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, and then the ninth one is a, is a good one. Who do you think the the ninth uh, random encounter is? Or Prince? What Prince? Prince? Oh uh, wait, yeah. uh, 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 what's his face? Merlin. Merlin? Merlin? Uh, no, <laughs> nothing from uh, Arthurian. Oh, uh, nothing from Arthurian legend. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, well, can we get a clue? Uh, it's sci-fi. What? Yes. What? Yes. It's, it's a... Neo from the Matrix. Wait, when was this published? <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's get this on. So, yeah, nineteen eighty-five. Han Solo. Ooh. Yeah, something from Star Wars, right? No, Corvus Andro- Andromeda. Uh, Corvus Andromeda is a futuristic hero. He was once a captain in the Terran Star Guards, but he had to leave after killing a superior officer in a duel. Uh, <laughs> he's been a soldier of fortune, a smuggler, and even an assassin. So, uh, so yeah, he's just a space guy, and here he is so, chilling so, with uh, Bruce Lee. So, fla- so Flash Gordon yeah. slash. Yeah, he's a Flash Gordon knockoff. On solo. Uh, on a two through four, he will attack you. Uh, on a five through seven, he will refuse to become committed. On an eight through twelve, he will help the heroes in the next combat only. Uh, he is invisible to the inhabitants of New Camelot, but can fight normally against the Plasteel Warrior. Uh, Plasteel was warrior. an 80s sci-fi term for like a super hard substance. Polymer. Like, that, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Plasteel. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so I feel he, like this was written by like that extra tragic breed of nerd who is like into nerdy things but like always like the shitty off brand <laughs> like your friends were really into transformers and he was just like all go-bots. in on gobots <laughs> and like everyone's like oh i got really into irish mythology was, oh i got really into this german folklore i like welsh like, stuff i like welsh stuff guys you really want to learn I like that will- and everyone's yeah. like what's a welsh and like he's like they know like, necromancy and everyone's like oh man star wars was amazing it's like have you you heard of <laughs> fucking Kmart Buck Rogers? <laughs> like, I, actually, I have not Googled it. I don't know if that was original to this scenario or if it's... Or it's like my OC Buck Rogers. Yeah, I think it's off. his OC. Like, um, just, and like, they're just trying to... They're trying to be inclusive, but he's just not getting it. No, no, it's like... they watch. I do get that kind of sense, too. Actually, no, this um, is taking from... They watch Star Wars... All their friends watch Star Wars. Hey, have you seen The Black Hole? Yeah. So, um, yeah. so it goes immediately from the random... Kids loved it. <laughs> it scared the shit out uh, of them. It goes from the immediately from the random encounters to the adventure itself before you get uh, the So character. you have to get to through the random encounters. Okay, well, no, no, no. no it's that, they, like I said, there's no fucking organization in this book. Okay. It's just like... I'd like to imagine... So there's three pages, six pages of adventure. Then we get the stats of the heroes, the player characters uh, uh, themselves. Okay. Uh, and then after the heroes, you get the actual one page of rules. Uh, and then, of course, Nostradamus have, has seven prophecies, septuaries, <laughs> uh, that he, he does spout off at the beginning of the adventure, just immediately. Here's oh. seven poems. <laughs> Blah. Blah. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> Is it, oh God! Is, yeah, is it back to back? Does you it actually get to the scenario where something doesn't? It's walk supposed away to be a, it's a fucking poetry yeah. reading. <laughs> is it a test to see if you kill yourself to see if you wake up? Um, 
Doc Holliday just eats his pistol. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I'll say it's worth a shot. <laughs> so, first Lee goes over the cliff like, no. So I feel like we have to go over the rules of the game. Uh, we, um, it's one page, and this will, this will all be can, new. Can do. I pay you to not? This will be the last I part. don't know if you've heard. I've come into some money lately. I, <laughs> I, don't, be, I don't think the backers would object to this use. Caleb, this will be the last How, part. What's, what's stretch goal to stop for you? <laughs> Caleb, you'll like this part. Because it's about game mechanics, and you're, you always love game you mechanics. You like those, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's all about combat. It's like how to do combat, everything else. Why would we need combat? That's all we it have needs. not fought a single <laughs> thing. We fought a frog. You might have Possibly. fought a dragon. We might have fought a frog. Might have fought a frog. Everything else just walked away. You don't remember, made... on a, if you roll shitty, they fight you to the death like the dragon yeah. does. That's not true. Sinbad may just St. give you a Saint Germain will fight you until he gets bored. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after you shoot him a bunch of times, he's like, ah, whatever. Fucking stop a, shooting a, me, a man. Voice may depress you. Yeah. Uh, Wait, yeah, St. Germain's immortal, but if the bullet doesn't have an exit wound, is he just going to have those Doc Holiday shots sticking around? He probably spits them out at some point or shits them. I don't know. I don't know immortal physiology. Um, so you roll 2d6 for initiative for each side, and you use the b- highest bonus of whatever side. So, like, Doc Holiday has plus five to his initiative bonus when he uses his revolvers. So if Doc Holiday is shooting with his revolvers, the entire group gets plus Five. <laughs> they're like Doc Holiday shooting. Everyone gets to fight first. So that, it, better move Ross, quick. That so is we aren't the ones getting shot. Level of yeah. Of, yeah. of of abilities that you yeah. basically shoot this one. Everybody else you bonus that abilities. You become the mutant monsters of this scenario. So uh, and then here's my favorite part: the movement rate because they have movement rules. Right. Uh, wait. Bruce Lee's the fastest. Go back to the initiative thing. <laughs> okay. So like, is Owen Ye- Glendower like? Savage who rapes and kills my people. Do you find that when the blood puking man moves, you are suddenly as lightning? (laughs) Yes! Though I want to kill you and take everything you're wearing, I too am confused by this. Uh, yeah. And that's exactly how it works. That's, that's the example they use. If Doc Holliday shoots at the resolver, plus five, all the year. And they just use one roll for the entire group. So one group. So you go. never don't go first. <laughs> I guess. Unless they roll a 12 and you roll unless a Unless the waylayer gets Doc Holliday into a hole. So yeah, and you never yeah, exactly. so, Well, so to no be fair, you do have Nostradamus. Yeah. That's true. So He's got precognition. Yeah. You're definitely going to go first. Yeah. But you're basically seeing everybody. Everybody just moves in a l- initiative lump. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, one group, then the other group. That's how it works. I, I imagine it is Doc Holliday firing the it's other probably, characters it's, as bullets. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Final Fantasy game, you know? Like you get he draws one. his gun, and then Bruce Lee just smacks it to a dragon face, <laughs> like a forty-five. Uh, at what point would you need more than like I mean I understand the fantasy creatures are powerful but at what point would you need more than six shots from a revolver to put something down uh, I don't know like I have a, like let's let's f- handle the rules of what it is yeah, what's the terminal velocity of a uh, falling so um, <laughs> the the movement rules are next and I have a paragraph for those because you need to know the running speed of an average unladen hero apparently oh of course <laughs> uh, and for the sake of simplicity all the heroes have the same running speed uh, what? They can walk 60 feet a turn, which is six seconds. 
uh, run 120 feet or sprint 180 feet per turn. So if they sprint, that's 180 feet in six seconds. Walk 60 feet in per second in six seconds. In six so it's 10 feet per second. Yeah. No, no, no. If they sprint, that's uh, I, I actually did the math on this because like what that can't be right. That's 30 feet a second sprinting. That's 20.455 miles per hour. Usain Bolt's world record is 27 miles per hour. So Nostradamus could fucking book it. It can be. It cannot be easy, especially in those robes. <laughs> Owen Glendower is wearing like plate mail, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm." Wait, so I'm what you're a- saying is Owen Glendower could shove off the plate mail <laughs> and go fast? It's weight training. Yeah, it's weight training. So they all are just extremely Think how fast. fast. Jack Holiday was before the cardiovascular disease. Oh my, this is not good for my respiration. Uh, I'm. Yeah. I have a case of the vapors now. <laughs> Quite uh, quick. <laughs> so for combat, the way you work is you'd roll 2d6 in sequence. You roll one and then the other. And so, like, uh, for example, if you roll... Um, if the primary die is greater than the listed number so of the attack So I roll fails. 1d6 and then a 1d6? Yeah. yeah. So, like, if your attack power is rated as a five, you roll the first die. If it's four or less, you hit. If it's five or uh, if it's six, it fails. If it's a five... Then you look at the second number of your die, and there's a number in parentheses after your first number, and that's what you do. So, if, like, if it's a 5-3, if your first number is a 5 and then your second number is a 2, then you hit. But if it's a 3, it fails. What? Yeah. Uh, I believe the answer. So there's a table? What yeah. about 1 through 4? Uh, well, it depends on the character. Every character has a different attack rating, so it's uh, like two numbers. Ross, I believe the answer yeah. is just no. Yeah. Just like, I don't like Harold this. is a five. His axe is a five uh, parenthesis four. So, so you need to roll a five and then a four. No, no. If you hit, if you get less than a five, you automatically hit. If you okay. roll a six, you fail. If you get a five, then you have to roll the second dice. And if it's uh, less than the four, um, let's see here. Yeah, is less equal or less than the number in parenthesis. So if it's a four or less, then it hits. <laughs> Just yeah. imagining some like <laughs> basement in 1986, like covered in like serial killer yeah. graphomania numbers. As he worked on the probabilities of his masterpiece, the role playing game of God. Well, they, the uh, then the the damage is even better because no. you roll two d six in sequence, uh, and assuming you, can- you hit. Yes, miraculously. So you check on a table, and then you add your damage roll to each one. So like uh, up to the six. So let's say you roll, you hit, and uh, his uh, Harold's axe does a plus two, plus two modifier. So you roll a four, three. So the four becomes a six, and then a three becomes a five. So a six, five is thirty-five points of damage what? right here. The, so, f- how does the numbers change? Because there's a table. <laughs> Why is there because a Because he has a damage modifier because he has an axe. It has Why a can't I just roll the dice? And no. then add a number to that that's automatically put instead of having to go through a full chart. Nope, that's how it works. So uh, 35 for an axe. Give me the well, numbers. No, no, no. You see, because it's always... It can, you can only do it much 36 points of damage per hit. You can only do 36? Yes. Then why the fuck does Doc Holliday have revolvers? Uh, well, he's very fast with them. Also, uh, I would assume that Bruce Lee's kick would be able to damage more than maybe some of those. Uh, yeah, anyone can do 36 <laughs> points of damage uh, with any attack, apparently, if you roll really well. Jeez. So, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, there's more to revolvers than being fast. Uh, it's yeah, mostly so the fact that they're super deadly. That's the deadly. basic yeah. game system, and that's what we're stop because we'll get that's into the actual. Terrible. We'll get into the actual adventure next time oh because it was fun until the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the last thing, Caleb. I know we're almost done. Uh, we have two traps for you to review from Grim's yes. Trap because oh, yeah, we so. haven't done that in a while. So. Oh wait, wait, it's under Orient uh, Express. Can, all right, we, I think got, we, we got two at a time. So <laughs> use your leg. Grab it quick. We can't take this any longer. I hope you listeners appreciate this sacrifice we make. We get a hernia. Maybe we need to stretch goals. So uh, this is one was pointed out by Aaron, I think. Uh, Faust, if it's oh, Faust. Marble, so, yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, this page 15 on Grimtooth's Traps. Uh, I don't know which one this is, uh, two or three. All right, so this is the Magnificent Marvel Misadventure. <laughs> <laughs> and Grimtooth is normally better than this. <laughs> what do you mean normally better? Grimtooth has page counts to me. <laughs> uh, the trap is first encountered as a simple unadorned set of curtains hanging across a dungeon corridor. <laughs> when these curtains are disturbed or parted, uh, a large door swings down from the ceiling behind the party releasing a supply of oil-coated marbles onto the floor. The characters will probably have a hard time keeping their footing at this point and might even end up falling into a pit on the opposite of the curtains. So here's the thing. I open a curtain. I hear behind me a ka-chunk. Like, as marbles go... I don't like instantly start high stepping and like... Uh, <laughs> doing a dance. I like probably turn around and look, and then I see a shit ton of marbles... And then what happens? I just like look at a bunch of marbles <laughs> yeah. wasted as they roll down. My favorite part is the ter- like the language in the trap description is like they'll probably have a hard time. Yeah, I don't know. But couldn't you just shuffle your feet across the floor and get away with uh, that? So at the same time the marbles are released from the ceiling, a hopper on the opposite side of the corridor opens, spilling still more marbles onto the floor. <laughs> more the character- marbles. <laughs> the characters may or may not notice this depending on how alert they are. The Delvers are now faced with the problem of getting across the pit, as the door which dropped behind them cannot be budged. The safest way of crossing is for the party to push the marbles on their side of the pit down into the hole, then attempt a running jump to the opposite side of the trench. Of course, the marbles on the far side of the pit won't provide much traction for someone attempting to land upon them. Good thing you're moving at the speed of a running jump yeah. and will yeah. continue down the corridor. Yeah. On which, greased marbles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, on greased marbles, of which there is nothing waiting for you. I mean, I think maybe they... I don't even know. I think their justification is probably there is a slope to it, but still, that would mean the marbles would all fall into the pit or yeah. something. Maybe if there were, like... So there's a curtain on the other side and more marbles. Maybe if there was another pit past the other curtain... I just can, to psych you out. Yeah, 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 just as a psych out trap. Like, oh, this is a That's shitty fair. trap. And, and then, then you, you fall into a pit. Like, I kind of give it to him as being like. Well, that's a mind game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as it is now, it's just y- it, you've done better. All right, fair. <laughs> one star. One star. <laughs> Next one is on page twenty-six. Uh, page twenty-six. How do you pick which ones I'm going to do? I had them do it. I didn't do it. I saw I was, the marbles. I was drawn to it by the fact that it had to marbles. specify there was a curtain here <laughs> and, and I, there. And I solely chose mine on the name alone. I. Uh, <laughs> the avenging treadmill. To function properly, this trap should be located in the cul-de-sac corridor. 
Uh, so in the suburban dungeon, <laughs> uh, where the room at the end contains something so horrible that characters are likely to flee from it. The corridor in question is, in reality, a treadmill device. The treadmill will not activate, begin to roll, until the character triggers it. By opening the door at the end of the corridor, when the party opens the door and greets whatever horrible fate you have in store, <laughs> they will almost certainly attempt to flee back down the corridor. When this happens, the effects of the treadmill will become apparent. The characters will be running in place while the horror behind them gets closer and closer. Uh, the treadmill also opens up a uh, trap door in the ceiling that dumps large rocks on the heads of the characters. <laughs> As they run away in the treadmill. It's sort of blowing your budget on one trap. Yeah, yeah right? so like, I'm going to give it a three star. Yes. Yeah. It's effective, but not cost efficient. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> It's the uh, horror of the Orient Express of traps. Yeah, so yeah, you don't. You want a terrible monster out there. You can't have a dragon or anything sentient because, like, you just say, "Go chase these guys and get a shit ton of rocks dumped on your head for the trouble." Yeah, negative they don't reinforcement. Want that. Uh, you got you got Peta. Like, if yeah. you got some dumb Ot Yug back there, they'd be like, "Hey, yeah, Ot Yug rights." There's a chance the red dragon might leave. Yeah, yeah, the, red, yeah you could roll the the monster could just like say hi and go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I think it's called Ped. Ped, Ped uh, the people for the ethical treatment of dragons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you're losing, you're losing a big boss monster in the process <laughs> of this, as they get avalanched. Uh, so you need something mindless. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're better off with an illusion spell. Oh. And then oh, just yeah. kill them with rocks. That's yeah. cost effective. Or, you know, if they do get Unless in Unless they have Nostradamus, they'll trap. be fucked. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Nostradamus can see through that shit. He can. Oh. <laughs> he does have true sight. Uh, if he rolls a three... <laughs> And then a two, yeah, and then a six, and then if you consult the table, and those numbers turn that's into only it's only two dice and at if a time. Your eyeballs don't start bleeding. It's yes, yeah. uh, but maybe you just roll a. So top. it was a disappointing round of traps this week. All right, uh, <laughs> Grimstooth has done better. All right, well we have plenty of traps to go through. Uh, there will be always be more traps. So. Uh, Back red markets if you haven't already. Uh, it's a really started. great game. It's a really. I'm not Kid Whitman. I'm Kid. <laughs> Caleb Stokes is not an alias from Kid Whitman. Yeah. Yeah. Nor are you Whit Whitman. Yeah. Yeah, Nor no. am I Whit Whitman. And, and my company is not named Hotel Asterix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wisdom for the ages. So this has been. Is that the name hours. of your company? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no uh, King Starter. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.